Hi, Chatai. The first name is Chatai perfectly pronounced, right? Yeah, it's perfect. And I, I know that you can do it just like last time. It's a perfect pronunciation. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Because uh, you know where we had uh, our conversation the last time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was it? Uh, maybe two years ago. Three years ago, 2018. Three years ago. Wow, three years. Three years. Incredible. Wow. And wow. I mean, it's like yesterday. I'm not, wow. Yeah, exactly. But because because I remember still the conversation and what you promised me that, you know, over the weekend, <laughs> you are going to, you know, to release a web components only yeah. prime faces. No, the question is, no, there, there, there are many weekends in between. So, yeah, well, I actually, you know, I, we were supposed to do this podcast last week. And I, I had to delay it. <laughs> I thought maybe I could do it in one week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I The last time we spoke, uh, we were talking about doing a web component library. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was the time when people were really picking it up and the more browsers were supporting it. And I guess in three years before, I decided to go into another direction mm -hmm. and decided to, I received the news that Vue 3 will be the new version of uh, Vue, which is a JavaScript library, yeah. uh, kind of behind Angular and React. Uh, so I decided to go, go for it instead of um, making a web component library because I thought uh, it's more like a business decision because last time we did something like this when prime when they decided to do changes on jsf between jsf 1.2 and 2.0 there were a lot of breaking changes mm -hmm. many libraries could not update to jsf mm -hmm. and the same thing happened with angular when they decided to do angular 2 mm -hmm. it will be a new library so it was like for companies like us it's a nice opportunity to get into the community because a lot of people won't be able to find the Vue 3 compatible library. So just like they couldn't do it with the Angular 2 and JSF 2. Mm -hmm. So I thought history can repeat. And so that we can do a quick Vue 3 compatible library. So it was back then the decision uh, for uh, Vue 3 instead of going web components. But now uh, we are we have, we have, uh, you know, comfortable with Vue, Angular, React and JSF. Now thinking about a new library for this suite, and maybe that could be web components, but I don't want to make any promises. <laughs> hey, hey man, we will, we will meet in three years again, you know? So we ask yeah, the yeah, question, they will say, years. yeah, this time we got Svelte 5, you know, Svelte. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. ha having said that, you know, Vue is a very popular library. So I would say business-wise and marketing-wise, it was the right choice, I would say, because, uh, what happens with web components, after I show something about web components, everyone is delighted, but no one expects, uh, no one knows how productive they can be. So, I mean, if you would offer something with web components, it would, you know, yeah. you would have to do a lot more marketing and videos and whatever to show how 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 well they actually are working. And, and I, I mean, from business-wise, absolutely understood. So, uh, another question is, uh, you're still maintaining the prime faces. Is uh, JSF still going strong? So, what's your impression just from your side? So, um yeah, I mean, um, last last year, was it during the pan initial periods of the pandemic last year? Mm -hmm. So we have decided, we, we realized that our libraries are getting kind of outdated because the look and feel, although their functionality is quite, quite there, the look and feel was not there. So I decided to, you know, replace the design. Mm -hmm. You know, our idea was that provide the free themes and then provide beautiful themes for, for optional paid add-ons. Yeah. But then I realized that there are many libraries that are out there, they're free, and they look much better than what we offer for free. Mm -hmm. So I decided that, okay, let's do the free ones as good as possible as, as we can. Then we created something called Prime One Design. So we just updated everything. They look more modern. So I think it will they will hold their look for a couple of more years. Mm -hmm. Then they will need a facelift again. Mm -hmm. But um, Angular, Prime NG, Prime Rack, Angular, we, all the three projects have been updated. But then we checked out the PrimeFace showcase. It was just kind of a mess. It didn't look good. It looked like it's from 2000s, uh, 2010s, let's say. And then we skipped PrimeFaces 9 and we just did PrimeFaces 10, where we have adapted this new design. So the free teams also look great now. We have done, we have uh, re-implemented all the demos, all the showcase, mm -hmm. brand new demos. We have done the new icons, like more than 100 icons, new. They were image-based, now they are modern icons. So 
everything has been updated. It was a lot of work and I, I personally work on it a lot because uh, I, I thought like, or I felt like for a moment, I was like betraying prime phases for a moment because I was kind of hooked into the new stuff mm -hmm. and it was kind of left behind a little bit mm -hmm. so that it, I kind of took it kind of personal, you know, prime phases is the one that uh, created all of this you know, company, the libraries. So I'm quite happy with the current state and the current state is that we have open source committers as well. Uh, Thomas, Malware, Rapster, these are the three guys that maintain the open source community. And we also maintain uh, prime faces uh, on our side. We have a you know ch private channel where we discuss it with the team. So a lot of people are working on prime faces and I don't see that adaption is going down. It's not going up, but it's not going down. So a lot of downloads, close to you know million downloads per year. So many companies, many enterprises are still using it um so we will maintain uh we are maintaining practice and hope to maintain it for the upcoming years as well yeah my feedback is whatever i heard about uh jsf and prime faces it was good so really no kidding in the in the in the last years there was nothing negative about prime faces everyone loved the design and uh they were just you know good stuff and i was just curious you know what the what the general trend whether you see, you know, something like, you know, GSF become a little bit less popular or it stays the same or more popular. So what's your impression? Is it like... I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting, right? I mean, the React, <clears throat> React team has announced something like a server-side components. You know, if you check out the Microsoft Blazor, mm -hmm. they have a server-side mode as well. You, know, you click a button, it goes to the server. I mean, the server-side programming is not going anywhere. People are, are started to face the limitations of, you know, pure client side you have to deal with all the you know server side renderings i mean it, it has a lot of benefits i mean people you know start to realize it and the trend will be you know although it's a lot of i mean i check out the trends from most of the job trends if people are usually using view react angular because there are a lot of job offerings yeah so and for 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 let's see for current so our business model is also following the job trends and yeah. what people are using so that we can offer something. But I mean, I don't see that JSF becoming, you know, a lot popular, mm -hmm. uh, more popular than it already is right now. It's more like in, you know, but I don't see that it's going anywhere soon. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. you, you you back it up with the backend model, which is already Java and it's just, just too easy. I, when I develop applications for maybe you know, for our applications, internal applications, I always use uh, JSF because I have my backend in Java, everything in Java. So it's just, it just works. Yeah, this is actually a uh, fun, funny thing is uh, I work uh, with uh, startups from time to time and uh, they ask me, you know, what we should do. And what always happens is we use prime faces for uh, back office applications, you know, CRUD, something to get done quickly. And if they have to be offline or, you know, some specific requirements, yeah. then we go with uh, plain web components. And, and the feedback is always great how productive prime faces actually is. So because there are no, uh, they have to, to, to get things done. So what they are doing, they are just copying, you know, your code from the, yeah, the so copy okay, and paste yeah. and then you are crazy fast that way. And if you don't yeah. have, you know, a lot of requirements regarding, you know, the pixel perfect positioning, you are just ready to go in a few minutes, right? You can just copy yeah, the code yeah. and you're ready to go. So this is my yeah, feedback. Yeah. And and also I have uh, you no know, chats with uh, pure Java JavaScript developers. So, and they say, no, server-side rendering, what's the story in Java? I say, hey, look, this is what we did, you know, 20 years ago. This is how it started. And even if you consider, what I'm really amazed is that JSPs, you know, the plain JSPs are not more popular because if you just took this as templating language, not, you know, with the, uh, with um, all the uh, um, business code inside, no, just, Playing JSPs as a templating language with uh, Java Beans as the data provider. This is also a great way to have a hybrid apps, you know, have JavaScript, have Java rendered on the ser server. So we could absolutely do this. I'm just amazed that no one, you know, there's no such a framework right now because for me it would be just natural and JSPs are crazy fast. They are really fast, right? Yeah. Yeah, JSPs feels like, you know, maybe I can compare it with React where, the, you know, everything is included. It's, it's kind of merged. Yeah. with directives and things. Yeah, and uh, and uh, what's about Angular? So I, I would expect, you know, that Angular becomes less popular. Is it also your impression? I I think Angular, if I uh, if I choose it from the top three, I I usually consider Angular, React, and Vue as the big three. Yeah, 
And Angular is like the JSF of these places. Yeah, so exactly. it's more like for enterprises. But it's, you know, I, when I talk to teams from some clients, people kind of ask me which one to choose. I mean, Angular is kind of no-brainer because if you're not very really experienced in, you know, JavaScript and choosing stacks, everything is ready. You know, animation libraries, validation libraries, everything. You don't need to choose anything once you choose Angular. But if you go with React and Vue, you have to choose a router and validation yep. libraries. A lot of, you have to make a lot of choices. And for a lot of teams, Angular is a you know, safe choice. When a new member comes in, team member comes in, if they have experience with Angular, Angular CLI, everything is standard. So that's people like it. But I think it's less popular than React and Vue. I yeah. think that's because it's harder to learn, yeah. much harder to learn. And what I saw after our conversation the last three years is I got lots of contracts or, or, or clients ask me to migrate away from Angular. And the reason being is if you use uh, Angular, it um, it changes a few times a year and there are some breaking changes which is not bad what really bad is if you do nothing if you and you run npm audit you will always see you know security yeah. problems which are yeah. not major one but uh no huge companies don't care they don't yeah. like to see this so they, they they don't like to see a list you know of problems so what means is the project are actually forced to constantly migrate to the upper version but there is no budget no time schedule for that and this is one of the reasons why uh, in larger companies, the Angular, it becomes less and less popular. This is the only problem I know, because if you learn Angular, you can just go with it. It's not like, you know, um, and, and, and yeah. And of course, you know, it is, from my perspective, completely over exaggerated, you know, with the modules, independency injection is just crazy. I, I would say yeah. it is really amazing that some something like this can actually survive because it's like, Having you know the entire Jakarta is packed inside a browser. This is my impression a little bit, and um, yeah. and, and React for me is nice. I mean, and, and it's stable. It's far more stable. You know, it's not like there are lots of breaking changes. And Vue is interesting in enterprise a little bit problematic because actually there's only one guy <laughs> who does the yeah, work, yeah. and this is a little bit hard. You know, because what happens if if the guy uh, in some point of time he will have to lose the interest. You know, it's the question, will the community step in or not? This is this is the question, right? That's even, you know, it's, 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 this, is, uh, this is the interesting part. Yeah, I think they, they, they are now a team, but I'm not sure that, uh, I mean, we have sponsored uh, even the author mm -hmm. for some time, for six months. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, we, you know, we've kind of promoted that. But I, I think there's a team as well, but I'm not sure if there are any you know, full-time developers. You have to look at the contributor oh. list at, at GitHub. There's just a, even is the one guy who does almost everything and the second one is yeah, a bot. Managers. Yeah, you know, you know, it's kind of good thing and bad thing. Uh, but despite that, it's quite popular. I mean, it's very popular, kind of one, very popular, which, which amazes stuff. me because if you, and if I point on that, because the people ask me, you know, how I choose frameworks. And I say, okay, if I get, you know, if I'm a consultant and a big company ask me, you know, what to choose, I cannot just mm -hmm. say, uh, take this because I like it. I have to, 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 to give them some, you know, some facts. So if I show them that actually Vue is just created by one guy, it dies. It was, it, and if I tell them, you know, um, uh, Angular has two major releases and maybe you will have to migrate once a year, just, you know, get rid of the security problems and, you know, to keep up with the, with the stuff, then it also dies. So what remains is React and web components. So then it's the yeah. question of what to what what to choose, and this depends on the developers, you know, developers, how to call I it, or, com or, or company strategy or whatever. This is not not my point. It's okay, show them the decisions and this. And, and I have to say, I actually like React. The only problem is, if you pick web component with lit HTML, it looks exactly like React. So for me, it would be so. Why I should use React if I can have something like yeah. React without React? You know. So this is the only thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 that was my concern with Vue as well when I started Prime View. So what if the you know, project dies, something else? Because creating a compound library takes one year for us. I mean, it's oh, just mm -hmm. everything, supporting themes, templates. So it was my, but I think it's kind of good. The problem is that Vue 3 is kind of very, very backwards incompatible. So people are complaining in the Vue users. Many libraries could not migrate. So a lot of people are stuck on Vue 2. So yeah. That's and the next the problem is if you go problem. to the official view page, you yeah. get redirected to GitHub branch v2. And mm. if you are in the v2, it is almost dead. You see no commits. So you have to know. So you have to switch to v3. And this is active. So this is like a, a either it is a bug on their side, but but I would expect that if I go to the view side, you know, and I pick the GitHub bu button, 
I will be redirected to the recent framework. So they, they yeah, don't yeah. even promote the recent framework. And um, yeah. and what I did recently, I had I, I had um, an interview with a mm -hmm. Struts two committer. Okay. <laughs> and I compare, you know, you know Struts, right? The yeah, the yeah. old old framework. And I was really Struts one or two. Two <laughs> Struts two. And and the interesting part is, uh, I I looked at the view and I saw okay. I'm interested how Struts is doing. So I, as I know I found Struts. I was just, just this was just fun, and I clicked on the contributor list, and it is crazy active. And I said this is impossible. What happens there? And then I invited the main committer from Struts to Airhex FM, and we had a chat. Okay. And if you look at the commits, Struts too is more active than Vue. Wow. So uh, this I'm is so okay. What's going on? You know, everyone says Struts two is dead, and uh, and Vue is the new thing. But what I looked at the I look at the V two branch. You know, this is the official branch, and V three is a little bit hidden. So this is a strange story. Why they are not promote, promoting V three more? Um, yeah, okay. yeah, they should. I mean, yeah, yeah, they should. Um, one question to you is. Why? I mean, why you need specific uh, React? I get, but Angular. Why you need specific Angular integration? Angular just can can consume, you know, web components straight, right? So why you have to do something else? Uh, it was back in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, oh, I, I okay. started working on PrimeAG uh, back in two thousand sixteen. Uh -huh. So in, in that, I, I started working during the alpha periods where they they don't have any web comp support. Neither the web component status was, you know, widely supported. Mm -hmm. So it's more like timing. I mean, okay. if I do it now, I would probably do it with the web components, and because Angular plays nicely with the yeah, with the web very components. nicely. So actually, it's completely yeah. compatible according to the to the tests. Yeah. Uh, React is a little bit worse because they have you know the problems, but there's are minor problems like you know how to pass data back and forth, which you usually don't need a lot, I would say. And Vue should be also very compatible with web components, custom elements, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean you can also do use Prime View components like a web component as long as you you know with the with some plain HTML page, you just drop in custom elements and you also plays with it. But I, I haven't tried web components with, with React. Yeah, what um, the question is, um, so in my projects right now, everything are web components. No kidding. Mm -hmm. So uh, what, uh, what happens is we use custom elements for structure and then we pick and choose component library. So mainly there mm -hmm. is Vadin components, it's a very good one. And mm -hmm. there is a um, ng. ING Lion web components. Mm. You know Lion? ING? No, 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 never heard of This, this would be interesting for you, an interesting strategy. What Lion ING is, ING is a bank, and Lion are the web components. But the okay. web components are white label web components. It mm -hmm. means they look black and white without any, any you know, styling. And this takes okay. off in enterprise because most enterprises already have CSS. Yeah, they're style guys. Yeah, and if you get, for instance, components from SAP, also very popular UI5, they look like SAP UI5 web components, and this is harder to style them, you know, to to our needs. You will have to use a CSS variables, which is not always easy. Yeah. So, I mean, for you, easy going, what I would do is just pick some a few web components, white label first. You say, okay, here are the web components without any styling. So, web components are stable. So you don't, you know, you don't have to maintain them all the time because that is a standard and nothing happens there. And if you have the functionality, you can maintain them. And then on top of that, you could offer actually styling. You can do it later. Because yeah. uh, I'm picking more and more the ANG components in my projects because uh, the CSS or look and feel is not that problematic. Companies already have it, internal projects. And what they would like to have is validation, you know, then routing. So we picked the uh, Vadin router web component, but this is the only one. Which uh, which can be used um, or only one. This is uh, the, the the cleanest yeah. one because you can instantiate the web component and the routing is there. So this could be interesting for you. And um, yeah, I mean, kind of do it somehow. I, when I talk with enterprise companies, our clients, a lot of companies they have their own style guide. Yeah. And the first question they ask us is how can we change the styling of Prime, yeah. whatever. That's why we created the uh, last year. We have separated the styling from the core, mm -hmm. so the core is just does just does positioning and alignment things like that, and all the colors and borders come from the theme. And that that theme designer is a separate tool now where you can do it, play it online, and which which kind of got popular among different companies because many of them have their own style guide. Instead of overriding the default theme, they just create their own theme. So. Uh, I agree that, you know, something like that, that's the way to go. I think Angular also has this TDK component development kit where, where they just don't provide any styling. They just provide the component. 
it's, it's, it requires a bit more work though. I mean, because you have to start it from the ground up, but I mean, companies have the design teams, front-end developers that can do it. Yeah, usually if you have a component, the component has a name, so you can apply uh, no CSS on the component name. It would be like P for prime basis dash calendar, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So you can use selectors there. And if you don't using Shadow DOM, uh, would be optional, for instance, it's is not. what I do. Then, yeah. then this is very easy. I mean, you, then you can just use uh, you know whatever CSS library you like, and you could on top of that you know provide nice CSS only libraries. Yeah. This is the the next thing. Um, um, in the last project, we didn't use you know, a foundation anymore, nor uh, these uh, bootstrap. What we use instead were libraries like uh, Bulma, for instance. This was like CSS um, only, you know, um, just the CSS without JavaScript. Because what I can tell you, most of the projects are really sick of constant migration. And if you just pick CSS without JavaScript, what can break, right? Nothing. It's just in you know, those CSS classes. So um, the, I see the race of like CSS styling, how to call it, not frameworks, like a lightweight CSS classes almost. So you say button class button, and it looks like a nice button. You know, this is what uh, what uh, what happens right now. And for mobile, we use Onzen in recent projects. But yeah, yeah, I heard of it too. Just the CSS. Yeah, uh, we have this. I, I've seen this trend as well. So that's why we have created uh, the new project called Prime Blocks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's CSS only. Wow. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah, the compo they're they are components, but they are not wrapped in a custom element. You know. Not, not the custom tech. Of course, people can get it and wrap it inside the custom element, but uh, they're just CSS only. Uh, it's like a utility-first library where you have, you know, uh, classes for padding, spacing, animations, a lot of things. But also uh, for buttons and for uh, text fields or not? No, no. It's just for, for UI elements, we keep them at the components. Mm -hmm. But with these classes, you can easily create your own button. For example, you can say, uh, background blue, uh, font bold, text large, and then you will get a nice, with hover effects, nice button. So it's like more detailed, but um, the nice thing about it is that you can just copy and paste these uh, blocks into your project. For example, right now in the morning, I was working on, let's say, features boxes where you can, you know, pricing cards, a menu bar, a now bar, but it's just, uh, just you know, CSS and HTML, there's no TypeScript, JavaScript, there's no thing like that. So it's uh, hopefully it will be done by the end of June. And there's also the Prime Flex, it's a CSS utility library. And the blocks is built on top of Prime Flex. Prime Flex just contains this low level utilities like spacing between two HTML elements, font sizes. Then we pick these classes and build these blocks. So I see blocks as between, you know, components and templates. Components are like, you know, atomic elements, inputs, buttons. Templates are the application, the giant application. And somewhere in between, you have, you have these UI blocks, like navigation bar, menus and footers, you know, call to actions, hero sections, landing pages, and things like that, where you can just copy and paste. I even added a copy and paste button there. If people like the block, they can just copy and paste it to your project, and they will get the same look and feel. Uh, of course, they can wrap it as a custom element, but I've seen this trends, especially with the tailwinds becoming popular. Mm -hmm. I was kind of skeptical against UI utility-first libraries because it's harder to read. It's like a lot of classes, a lot of paddings, margins font for everything instead of writing a custom css everything is inside the html so it's a lot of work but i i see the point now uh, although still i'm not a huge fan because i prefer to keep the css uh, separate from the you know markup but i think people like it so it's like a again marketing trend decision we are working on the prime blocks uh, for css only it's not tied to angular react and view yeah, actually, yes. I'm, I'm just going to the Bulma right now. And mm -hmm. um, if you go to the Bulma and Elements, for instance, there are also blocks, but uh, there are components. And there is, for instance, I just try to find. Yeah, and, Bulma reminds me Bootstrap, where you, you have classes yeah, like buttons. And exactly. Like that. But uh, there in Bulma, what you can do is, I think there's an Elements button, for instance, right? So and there is in and CSS what you get. So I'm just downloading the CSS only. And if I say input class button, mm -hmm. it is enough to, 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 to look nice. And then yeah. the cool story is, you know, I don't have to think about this. I just hack my code. I say, okay, input type button. Uh, uh, then what they have is uh, they have, uh, let's say, 
Uh, you see button is link is outlined so i already memorized some of the thing this is almost yeah. like dsl and uh, this is good enough and the cool story is if you would like to have something else you can pick that and it and it, it sounds the same so um, i would just go to yeah yeah i've seen that i i checked boom a couple of times reminds me you know bootstrap same idea tailwind kind uh, is kind of different they provide the low level there's no menu class for example there's just classes to create your own menu mm -hmm. and there is a similar is ui kit is called ui kit is similar mm -hmm. to bulma spectrum css and water css so these are very similar you know trends to bulma and this onzen is a little bit le less active but uh, it's uh, very similar for mobile and um, this is what also i say to tell to my client you know we are not depending on bulma we're just depending on the names. So uh, we can pick yeah. another framework. You, of course, we'll go, have to go through, you know, through the components. But uh, interestingly, the other components, they also have the same naming. So button is button. So it seems like, you know, it's oh. almost like BM, uh, the, the BEM uh, yeah. naming. And um, yeah, this is, uh, well, for me, it looks almost like Java right now. So we, we are building, you know, yeah. uh, we, we are creating the, a logical structure with web components. And then we can, you know, decorate everything with CSS, almost like dependency injection, right? We say button, button, and it inherits all the properties. And we have the look and feel. And um, and uh, we are, yeah, 80% of my web projects or 100% of my project talking to REST with the backend. So we just, yeah, use, you know, yeah. fetch. Sure. And, and Redux is also big, actually. And this is how it looks like. So uh, the question to you, how hard would it be to wrap any of your, I don't know, I don't care whether this is PrimeNG or, or, or Vue or whatever, to pick, let's say, like calendar component and use it as a web component. Is it doable? Is it not? Or I mean, I think there are pro projects already, Angular elements, for example, it just converts the Angular component to a custom element that can be used standalone. And Vue already supports it, as I mentioned. It's, uh, I, I, already, I think recorded the video as well, how to use like, you know, calendar button inside. For example, you can get Prime View and add it to your next your project as well. In case you like to use the Prime View buttons in your web component project, exactly. you can use them. As, yeah, you can just register them. Uh, but I mean, I would. I don't think there's any utility for React. You know how how to you know gen. Probably there is. But I mean, if I do it now, I would probably start from scratch using lit HTML or something and create you know components one last time and just reuse them uh, later yeah yeah i actually right now i'm already using lit html and custom elements in my projects but what is lacking of course nice components right so we have mm. vadin we have ui5 we have this lion ag ang so there are lots lion ink components so there are lots of components but not prime faces and uh, lots of projects have prime faces I got the question though, can we use prime faces as well? I say, okay, um, maybe, but there is nothing official. So um, the question is, what would be the easiest path to use your components, ready to use components in a vanilla custom elements project? What? Well, I think that would be the easiest one I've seen is uh, prime view. Version. Prime view, Because okay. I, yeah, I, I work on a lot on getting prime view work on the browser without, you know, webpack, without- Ah, very anything. good, exactly. Without any build process, you just edit the script, you know, uh, unpack.com slash primeng slash button. Mm -hmm. And then you can just edit to your page button data table. I have actually recorded a video where you use a prime view button mm -hmm. uh, inside a prime face application, sorry, mm -hmm. prime view data table. Mm -hmm. So it just does paging and sorting at the client side. And it uh, it receives a you know RESTful URL, it gets JSON and displays it. But when you click a Prime View button, it calls a Prime Faces remote command. It sends that data to Java backend, where the Prime Faces parses that JSON and creates a Java object. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a nice integration, and you can do it. Uh, I think I've checked all the components, and Prime View I think is the best option if you are going to use some Prime stuff. Into in the, in your web components projects because there's no web there's no build process it's just a script tag exactly what I don't have a build process anymore what we sometimes do we use rollup um, but just mm -hmm. to convert you know the incompatible libraries to to ESM modules actually and the funny thing is the yeah. rollup is running on Jenkins or on a build process outside mm -hmm. so it's not even on developer machines. On in developer machines, there's nothing. So we use uh, browser sync as a nice. web server, 
you know, just to, yeah, to push the changes to the browser, yeah. nothing else. And developers love it. So, and um, the question is, in such an environment, um, the, the your prime view components, are, are the rendering in a DOM element or is this a virtual DOM between? Uh, I think they're rendering a DOM element. Yeah. So that, that uh, is not I, a problem I, at all because I could wrap your prime view component with a custom element. This yeah, is what usually you have to do true. anyway. And then it say, hey, yeah. look, that this that's me rendered to my to my component and I'm done, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean they're just custom elements anyway, so it is, you can just add it to your web component. Yes, maybe you should rename them. So you have a prime view <laughs> and, and prime but, custom elements, and this is the same library, yeah. you know, from the different URIs. Yeah. And um Every such a custom element on, on your prime view library, is it a, a, a file, a single JavaScript file? What is it? So single how file, yeah. Button is in button JS, input text is in input text JS. I will try no this. Bundle. Okay. Yeah. This is actually the solution to to my problem. Uh because yeah, okay. then yeah, because then I I just added something to the chat. This is a BCE design, and what this is. It is like 30 lines framework, which I use in lots of projects. And what it does is, um, it is a custom element with built-in lit HTML and mm -hmm. uh, like an abstract class, but very, very simple. The yeah. class is like uh, 50 lines of code. Um, mm -hmm. Not like, but it is 50 lines of code. And uh, maybe I find it uh, right now. It's called exactly B element. Give it to chat as well. And uh, what I, I was asked about, you know, best practices, the, the main major question is, you know, custom elements and web components are great, but how to build application with it? So th there was no guidance, nothing. And I say, okay, mm -hmm. uh, after a few projects, I extracted a template and put it to a GitHub. And, and so, you know, what mm -hmm. happens? And what I did in all the projects, this is the BE element. Um, it is simplistic. So what happens is the uh, component, uh, abstract components without uh, look and feel registers itself in Redux and receives on every change uh, an event. And with that event or event, a method is called basically, it re-renders itself. So, mm -hmm. and this, uh, and what gets re-rendered, you have to override in the subclass. So um, the, uh, the, the, the key to the thing is the uh, line 50 is called view. And in the view, you will have to do something like return HTML from lit HTML and write your code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a trigger view update is called by Redux. So what we have, in, there are lots of projects like this, I would say. I was in 10 mm. large projects with this, and the uh, community also picked it up. And uh, the interesting part is uh, what, what you can do then. You are just, you know, you have a view. This can be whatever you like. You have a button. The button mm. sends the action to a control. The control sends it to the server or, or not. So the entire structure is, is done, but it's, everything is asynchronous. So even if you call blocking call to the backend, um, mm -hmm. You can forget about that. And at one point of time, you know, the answer arrives and changes the state in the Redux store. And the Redux store updates all views. That's the idea. Mm -hmm. So the Redux store updates all views. And, um, and, um, and it is very easy to build highly interactive applications. And this template, you only have to clone it and you're ready to go. So it's like there's, and if something breaks, there are the 50 lines of code you see right now with lots of logging. So I would say, you know, the gist is like 10 lines of code. And with that, we could implement whatever we liked. There was a huge project and, and, and my clients really liked the idea. It was clear structure and uh, always the same template. And we know what, what was lacking is, you know, inside the view method, sometimes we need calendar component and input elements yeah, and lots of projects use prime faces. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, we could try it, but I have to, 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 to ask a chat I want one point of time because there is no custom elements. We don't need yeah. React anymore. We don't need to know Angular. We only would like to have your nice components. Uh, this was the conversation, how to con integrate the components there. Yeah, and um, I think it can be, you know, can be tried. It can be a solution. And um, so this is a hype thing called, called unidirectional data flow. This is what Redux did, you know, years ago. But yeah. uh, what is amazing, um, how well it works. And also, our components are updated every time because of lit HTML in the DOM diffing is very fast. So yeah, I did I, some I did tests, that. you know, with, with several hundreds and thousands of components on a screen, and it was fast enough So for enterprise wow. projects. So we, that there was no, you know, that this very interesting idea all the components register themselves uh, to Redux. We have one Redux store. Yeah. Every change re-renders the entire app. And lit HTML cares about the diff, the diffs. And um, oh, yeah, this nice. works. Great idea, actually. Yeah.
and there is no framework. And this is where you know um, I'm completely overloaded with work because we are migrating from some somewhere. Uh, actually, always Angular. React people are very 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 satisfied with React. <laughs> <laughs> really, they're, they're, um, and I get it because it's also clean and, and small, and um, and there are no incompatible changes. And no. to this, and this is spent you know a considerable amount of time with that, and um, it was just created because everyone was delighted about the idea of custom elements. But I get you know the custom question. Okay, how to build an app now? You know, with backend communication, wow. asynchronously with state management. And um, I also recorded some videos there. You can watch them if you like afterwards, like three minutes videos, mm -hmm. how it feels like. But uh, for me, I always you know I'm challenging the my listeners. You know what is lacking? Why it's not? You know, is this is it productive or not? And I got always great feedback actually. So what I will try, I would like you know to wrap one of your components like yeah, pr yeah. prime I button. I think it will work. Yeah, just it will work. I hope. <laughs> This would be great. If, if not, you know, one weekend in and three years, I would expect at least, you know, one one web component. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> no promises. And um, what also works nice, there was a crazy project with server-set events in WebSockets. Mm. Because what you can do now with that is you can say, okay, I have like kind of adapter which receives SSEs and updates mm -hmm. the Redux store directly. And the cool story is, regardless, you know, what was updated, it re-renders the entire app. Yeah, so sure. what you can have multiple apps, you know, which mm -hmm. have like a like a synchronization between apps. So we did some AirPod projects with that. Also worked nice. Yeah, the server side event is distributed from the store. Yeah, the and Redux store is it. on the client side. The Redux store is like oh. a you know, singleton. It uh, nice. you know Redux? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't used it in an application, but yeah. I know the idea. Yeah, and the idea and and the uh, the the challenge with Redux is. It is like a singleton in Java with a hash map, you know, and, and you have to be disciplined to, to do something useful when with it. Think, yeah. yeah. And uh, in this template, what I just did is, okay, what we do in project is the following. We have like a features. The feature could be, let's say, customers or payments or something. And every such a feature is a package or a node package mm -hmm. in JavaScript is just a folder. So there will be a payments folder, which will correspond okay. either to a view or a part of the application, like though there could be credit card payments, whatever. But th there is one-to-one -one relation between the folder in your code and something visible on the screen, or it doesn't have to be visible. We had uh, one one folder even which was cache, which is obviously not visible, but uh, something like this, right? Okay. And every package is structured the same way. So there is a boundary control entity. Strange names are coming from old book, UML book. So I don't have to justify myself in larger projects. I say, okay, this is written in the book, so this is the naming done. And the idea is boundary is just visual custom elements. You are not allowed to put to the boundary sub package something with business logic. Control is just JavaScript functions, which, uh, which have business logic and create uh, Redux actions and are allowed to talk with, oh, with the backend. And entity are the reducers in Redux. So if you have a payments, you get a payments reducer. And the cool story is every such a feature, like payments, credit cards, and addresses, has one slot, exactly one slot in the Redux store. So the entire application, large application, is always structured the same. So if one folder in JavaScript, this slot with the same name in, in, in Redux, then you get you know an entry point, which is a mm -hmm. JavaScript file, which also is called payments. So in the payments folder, there is a payments.js, which yeah, is okay. a payments custom element, which mm -hmm. has like this the major template, like the index HTML, which references other custom elements, you know. They okay. could be, you know, there could be a, a header, footer, main, nav, this this is inside the thing. So and if okay. you have such a structure, if you scroll through the code, it is always the same. This is the great story. You can perform code reviews immediately and 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 wow. and, and you, you, you go through the, this. And this is the template I showed you. And what what I'm proud of, that the major part is just 50 lines of code with lots of logging. Yeah, and, it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Just looking at And take a look at it. I'll, 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 I'm curious about your feedback. So um, there's there some videos. You can just uh, take a look how, how it okay. behaves. But I already pro provide you know, lots of workshops, lots of conference talks. And uh, people ask me, no, this is actually, why not? And, and Java mm -hmm. developers really like that because it's very similar to the Java way of thinking. And um, so I'm, the only thing which is, of course, I'm not doing, there is no CSS, it's just plain because it would be crazy to start something like this. I have already prime faces and the others. And now the question with you, you know, um, 
maybe I could pick some of your components because lots of JSF projects would like to migrate, for instance, to this. And the question is why they would like to migrate is because they have to be offline service workers and something which prime faces cannot easily deliver, right? So you got the idea. The idea is we have one singleton Redux store, which is nicely organized. Every change in the Redux store calls all components to re-render and one visual component gets always notified, but this component can decide or not decide. It always re-renders itself. Lit HTML decides whether something changed or not. And, and you have access to the entire Redux store, but every slot, let's say payments, can just decide to just know get the slice from the Redux about payments. So there would be the JSON model for payments. And this was highly productive, I would say, and uh, very easy to learn for beginners because it is almost Java with the web components. There are classes involved. There is, So this was what I did in the last three years. And the BCE design template was released, I would say, three weeks ago because I got a constant, constant question to know how I doing this actually? Because I had a lots of talks about you know custom elements, and we had never time the time you know to cover more than the basics. And uh, so the, and and <laughs> the funny thing is, I asked myself you know okay. how to release such a thing, because um, I thought maybe no Maven archetype is not not a great th choice for for maybe JavaScript developers. So npm maybe I thought npm would work of course, but I wanted to prevent you know the npm. Um, the need for npm because why you need npm locally usually you don't and i got the obvious idea why not just you know github you can just clone the template and start it and this and and, and this was the the, the you know the, the 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 most obvious choice and i thought about that i think two weeks you know how to release such a thing should it has to be an npm or download whatever and this is like like now a github template uh -huh. you just say you know git git clone and it clones everything, and then you say um, browser sync, and then it starts. So this is, and then you have your templates, and you are ready to code. So you can start in ten seconds without any external dependencies. And um, the next, you no, know, the questions I get asked, you know, but what about builds? If you would like to have external components and elements, and um, I was actually funny enough, be maybe because of okay. this, uh, invited to a Japanese conference. <laughs> about micro my micro front ends and what i what i did there is to show which is also actually it works always work but it seems to be not obvious you can actually import stuff not only locally rather than with http URI, right so what you what you can do you can put all your dependencies like prime the future prime faces web component library and <coughs> and let's say lit html redux sometimes we have moment.js or i don't know um you know, third-party utilities, um, bundle it with rollup and put it to CDN or web server, and then all developers on your team will only depend, you know, via the URI to this library. So they don't have to build anything locally because there is one stable URI somewhere, and you can pull the dependencies. This is what wow. happens in enterprise projects right now in my world. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll check it out definitely, and you know, it's sounds really really you know it's kind of simple idea yeah it's not like you know over engineered it's kind of simple it's just quite nice yeah and this is what i also always ask you know this is why i try to to, to explain it to you what is missing because uh if this is <laughs> that simple, simple. Yeah. what's the problem with uh, yeah because because it works well in my world I, I had no limitations so far That's and people nice. say okay what's about you know internationalization so i took a look what react is doing with internationalization and there is basically i think a t for translate and there's a key which is resolved so i i wrote you know as a one-liner for lit html and now i have translation which looks almost identical to the react translation and of course you need the json with no with the key values but you always need that and uh, what I suspect is that my solution is uh, way slower than the Reacts or Angulars if you would uh, perform, you know, a, a profiling. But the point is, in an enterprise project, we're not talking about milliseconds. So if you know, if you talk to a database, you have to wait anyway. And and it seems like you know the front end people yeah. are obsessed with microseconds, 
and and this is uh, this is maybe the reason why everything is hyper optimized but <laughs> not every project is a video game you know or highly highly whatever interactive how to call it uh, spa app with lots of I, I don't know even know and and for me we don't even have you know to minify the code so uh, in most enterprise projects we just ship the code as is without any minification yeah. or uglification and it always was fast enough so um what's the next, you know, my stores uh, yeah, in your prime phase. Planning to um, enhance libraries. For example, the virtual scrolling has been lacking in React and Vue. People have virtual scrolling for tables and uh, you know some lists. Plus, the accessibility has been you know we are getting a lot of demand, so we will add a full first-class accessibility support with scores from audit scores from tools documentation. Uh, it's there, but it's not perfect. So we will make it perfect uh, by the end of this year. Plus the new Prime Blocks project is, I, I think that's something very I'm excited about. Um, we will do it for, you know, it will be a standalone project and can be shared between Angular, JSF, React, and Vue. And once after Prime Blocks has reached some stable status, I think it's time to do something new, something, a new library. It can be web components, um, probably. Uh, I'm interested in the Microsoft Blazor. Uh, if that works with, uh, you know, uh, web components, I think it should. It, it just uses WebAssembly. Uh, something that I'm interested because I've never done anything for for Microsoft.NET platform. Uh, just you know, JavaScript and the Java platform. So that's something I'm interested in. Uh, I think that will be it. it, it the component libraries will evolve, but I'm really excited about the Prime blocks. The upcoming accessibility and the next prime project um accessibility so uh the funny thing is if you just pick you know the custom elements and name them properly so you have main nav and use button as a button the accessibility is actually excellent so uh, what do you have to for do the ones that are dynamic for example when you open a dialogue and close it you have to add uh, you can't do it with semantic html you have to add some ARIA attributes like ARIA expanded. You're doing the three components. You have to add ARIA expanded, ARIA controlled by blah, blah, and things like that. Plus the keyboard support. For example, I have to okay. add keyboard yeah. support to a data table and tree so you can use arrow keys. So a couple of, you know, then there's no semantic HTML like your know, section now or, you know, article and things like that. If there's no semantic HTML, you have to use, uh, you know, ARIA roles and attributes to tell that that Div is actually a checkbox, things like that. Plus, uh, that's for screen readers and for keyboard, it's a, you know, you have to bust this arrow keys, space key, things yeah. like that. If you have a checkbox, this is what I saw once in prime faces, checkbox is actually not a checkbox, it's a checkbox wraps with a yeah. div, which yeah. looks like a checkbox, that's why and then you have hidden, to do it right. You know, hide and hidden checkbox inside that box, which is actually a div. And this, we call yeah, it, uh, exactly. you know, the browser actually sees that checkbox, but the user sees the fancy checkbox. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, back to the uh, prime faces blocks, for uh -huh. me, this is almost like a design system, right? So what it does is it, it, uh, it, it, it cares about, you know, the right spacing. So I could have like, a, you know, vertical rhythm. I say, okay, this always looks the same. So I can create a yeah, nice looking template you know, with professional that, right? designers and, uh, did it. But of course you can just easily customize it. You just provide the blocks and for example, you're going to do um, a landing page. What you need for a landing page? You need a top bar, some fancy hero section, you know, call to action sections, footers, uh, pricing section, things like that. Everything is a block. We don't call them components. We call them blocks. We use components to build blocks. So each block has a couple of components, but they are copy paste ready. They are not wrapped inside a custom element. Of course, they can be done but we are not forcing it so that they can be easily customized. Because if they were wrapped in a custom element, then you don't have access to the contents. So that you get the content with a simple copy and paste, and you get the nice look and feel. Uh, you can also do it like an admin dashboard. You know, the ones we provide as application templates like Ultima, Poseidon, whatever. And then uh, in that case, we provide application shells that you can use to create your own layout where there's a menu on the left, there's a toggleable menu, there's a footer, and there's this placeholder content section. It's a blueprint where you can pick other components or blocks, ready-made blocks, 
And so that that's mm -hmm. the trend I see. That's where I think there's a library in React community called Chakra. They provide these ready-to-use blocks, which got popular. Also, Tailwind has a lot of nice blocks, which is commercial Tailwind UI. And some what we're doing is something inspired by the Tailwind, because the Tailwind core is like uh, the utility library, and Tailwind UI is the blocks. That's something Chakra UI and a couple of other libraries also started doing this. I've seen that there's a market and there's a demand for something like this. So that's what we're doing. What's an interesting research project would be for you, just uh, there is a Graal VM. You heard about that? Yeah, the yeah. Java, yeah. And you can actually run multiple languages on it. Uh, you could even run perfectly JavaScript on it. And uh, maybe this would be a ray of investigation because what I did with GraalVM, I created my own rendering engine or my own rendering engine. I just used mustache or handlebars. This is swappable yeah. and provide the data from backend Java and use the, I just load mustache or handlebars directly and it renders HTML on the server for me. So you can actually uh, combine Java like Quarkus with um, external libraries. Wow. And this is very small, and external libraries can be whatever JavaScript or Python libraries or whatever you have. And uh, it's compiles down to bytecode and runs efficiently on the server. So might, maybe would be also interesting to yeah. you for server-side rendering. And I did it for years already, back then with Naswa, and now with Graal, you know, if we have to render an invoice or whatever. So you can just pick uh, a JavaScript library and emit HTML with it, which was uh, a nice hack, actually. Yeah. Uh, also, another thing I'm lately interested in is uh, low-code platforms or no-code platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, I've joined a new startup, um, so it's a, its name is Code2, Code2 uh -huh. Incorporated. Uh, it's a company, it's a startup based in the United States, mm -hmm. uh, but the development team is based in, it's, it's just our neighbor office actually, so we are working together. So it's a low-code platform, so where you can just create nice-looking applications. It's based on React, and we are integrating Prime React with it. So with little code, where you need to for like customization or zero code, you can create nice-looking applications uh, based on a UI. This is something that we tried many many years ago with you know JS7.net, where you can create UIs with the you know with the editor tool. But this one has backends and everything, validations, everything integrated and with one click you can deploy it online as well and start using it it's so like that's, um, that's something i'm interested in similar to squarespace something like this uh, right? and i think there's bubble as well which is popular in the freelance community because uh the you know the business owners or the you know clients they just maybe they want to switch from one freelancer to another they want to change the personnel and since they are using a single platform like bubble or code 2 it's standard so People can pick where it was left off. So, um, kind Koto is kind of like Webflow, but quite different in many ways. But uh, I really like I, you know, I don't do a lot of backend, but seeing the Prime React components being used in an environment where there's backend generated, everything you just drag and drop a data table, you bind the JSON, you know, REST API, and you just click deploy and it runs. It's just it fascinated me, so I joined the team. Nice. Uh, another project, I forget actually the name, but what you can do is you can generate out of Postgres database the um, GraphQL, the oh, entire you know, structure. Yeah, yeah and, and then you, you only have, you know, to have uh, drag and drop programming in the, in the front end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that there's a trend to, you know, these kind of generators and platforms lately. I think it will be a huge market and because, you know, development is kind of ex you know, expensive for enterprise and for many, you know, clients yeah. and as well. And uh, there are many people who has an idea but don't have any technical background. So even those kind of, you know, th there will be a huge trend, I guess, to, you know, these kind of platforms that will make our... I, it won't steal the jobs of developers for sure, but, you know, there's too much demand on software and development and it, there's, there's not you know, people to interested. Yeah. yeah, perfect. So um, where people can find you now on all your startups, companies, you know, enterprises? So give me some Twitter, URIs, or... Uh, I can just send you that as well. You know, it's my name, just Chata yeah. Chivici with Turkish letters. I can just uh, yeah. put it as a text. Yeah. I just use Twitter. I don't... Uh, that's my only social 
you know, think Twitter. I don't mm -hmm. use any, you know, Instagram or uh, Facebook. I don't have just, but people can find me at the Prime Lens, which is a Discord channel. Uh, ah, okay. At, you know, there's a free invite as well. I think we have close to 3,000 people there. Prime Lens is the yeah, name of the Discord I'm channel. Online there from nine to six. And our team is there as well. And they can just tag me, uh, mention me. And we, I usually try to get in touch with, with our community. So I think Discord is the way to contact us and other Prime members. Yeah, Discord is actually nice. It's a clean design. Uh, no, no, no. It's just it's just a chat. This is what I like about it, right? Yeah, yeah. We migrated to Discord. We were using Slack and internally. Then I guess okay, let's migrate to you know uh, Discord, and we can build our community there as well. We can move the people from because forums are getting old. People usually like things like. So we have done, we are doing our meetings in on Discord. We are meeting with community Discord. We are talking to our users on Discord. Everything is migrated to Discord, so it's quite nice. Just one single platform for everything. Yeah. Who is getting old? You said. Who is getting old? Uh, I am getting old. And no, it is not true. <laughs> we are ne we are never old, you know. Yeah, forum the prime faces forum. I mean, people are you know migrating to newer, less I call it the next generation of developers. They don't, they, for example, they like, you know, Discord instead of forums and things like that. They like to use modern tools when, uh, you know, when doing development. So for example, yeah, but Discord, but Discord is what, what I like about Discord is not like, you know, it's, it's something clean. Yeah. And straight to the point. So you, you create your server and you can start chatting. I also thought, you know, to create a di public Discord for a public chat because I do the Hex TV once a month. So like like at this. Mm -hmm. But I said, okay, now we, we used uh, built-in chat and we will use the chat in um, yeah. YouTube right now. But um, I already look at this. I really like it. I like the, the design. I like the idea. It is nice and friendly and, and no, no strange things like the other. So it's just a, one thing and does it well. Does even video chat included? So, um, so yeah. I, I have a question for you. As I mentioned, this next generation of learning. I mean, in my, back in my day, like when I graduated in two thousands, uh, we, we just read the documentation to learn stuff, uh, documentation or just, or read the books. But lately, I've seen that for since a couple of years, the people or the new uh, people who'd like to get into tech, let's say, or development, they just prefer videos. And they just mm -hmm. want to, you know, they're looking for videos every time, tutorials. Instead of, it's like, instead of reading the book, they prefer watching the movie of that mm -hmm. book. So do you see some trends or do you create, you know, video tutorials mostly? So what's your take on this? I mean... That's something I'd like to learn more because I'd like to, I'm not very active on YouTube. There's a, something called Prime TV. Um, mm -hmm. I put some tutorials, but I mean, do you think should I be more active on, you know, creating video tutorials or uh, what, what do you think about it? I'm doing this for six, seven years mm -hmm. and uh, it is Airhex.io. This is my uh, video course channel mm -hmm. and the videos are recorded on um, Vimeo. This is Vimeo. It's a great platform, and uh, it they they uh, you can you can you know, publish them in 4K if you like. Wow! And I started. Let's say the let's see the very first one uh, was uh, Java EE Bootstrap, mm -hmm. and I think I'm really curious which year it was. It was I can tell you right now. It was 2015, mm. and um, Everything is going strong. And what I do is I code an application. And let's see, uh, the recent one was about um, was about Redux. And, the, and, and and once before was web components with Redux. And I would like to record a shorter one about the best practices I told you right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are sold all over the world, I would say. So um, lots of countries. And um, what I'm doing is, let's see, these web components with Redux, there are how many videos? I would say they're like, oh, there are 100, 100 pieces, so 100 episodes, but every episode is like three minutes because what I do, I build an entire application step by step always. This is my way because I like to do this. So I, I like to show how to do this because people ask me, no. Small pieces, okay. Yeah, all small piece, and um, I committed to GitHub with commit, so there is a you know one to one relation between the video and the commit, so they can look what I did, wow. and 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 people seems to like it, 
Um, I don't do any marketing for that. I mentioned this sometimes on a YouTube channel. I mentioned this. And uh, people ask me, no, should you record something new? So it, it seems to work. Um, I think I like both. So I like to watch conference talks and videos if uh, it's not possible to have a quiet place and read something or something like that. And and then I'm reading and uh, a lot. And what, what I'm doing is I read, you know, let's say I'm interested in a cloud service right now so and there's a new service so i read you know first uh, to get an idea how it works then i try it out mm -hmm. if i get a have a good idea then i'm really efficient with book reading so uh, if you if you start with a book it's a boring uh, for me i cannot just imagine how it works mm -hmm. but if i did something with a technology and then i read a book then it works better for me yeah same same thing for me as i i will just play with it and read the book yeah First, try it first, you know, and play with the technology. If you have a rough idea, then I read actually a couple of books. Then I try my own stuff, and then I know it. So this is what 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 I always did. As GSF came out, I was completely confused. Then I took a look at the technology. Then I uh, you know remembered you know all the cycles and phases or whatever. And then if I read a book, it was a joy because this was just remembering you know uh, yeah. sharpening my understanding how it works. So this is so uh, therefore. But I would say both is important. The only reason why I'm not writing books is because I'm very efficient with my time. Back then, I traveled a lot. So there is no in, in, in taxi and in trains and, and airplanes, I wrote the books. But now there are no, no traveling anymore. So there are no books, not even articles. No, not even articles. Articles, articles okay. Yeah, and, and videos for me, it's just I hack all the time. I just sit down, record a video and push it, you know. This is very efficient for me, a way better than writing something. Yeah, I think, yeah. But Yesterday, I recorded a video about, uh, I found something in SSE and Java, server-side events in Java. So I recorded three minutes video and, and published it to YouTube. And if I would write a blog post about that, it would take me one hour. Mm. But the entire process was, was like 15 minutes. So for yeah, me, it's a time saver. You record. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I would say do both. Okay. And, and what I personally appreciate is a nice booklet. A small book, mm, no, nicely designed, book, yeah. because uh, I even bought, you know, the the Bulma book just to support them, and this was a nice one. I really appreciate this, like coffee table book with uh, fifty pages, and I would say something like this could also work for you. And even you are a design minded, what what I would even do, I published an expensive book. This is also a trend what I see, a really nice coffee table book about the designs, and it could you know even cost one hundred euros up. And people who like prime faces would buy it, and I would buy it just to have it and look at your ideas and thoughts because I really appreciate, you know, great books. And it's also a trend. Many of uh, independent authors, you know, photographers, architects, or whatever, they published uh, crazy expensive books which are well done. Whoa. And I would say for you, but we had already the chat, you know, three years ago, and it said, okay, you are you like the design and stuff. It could be even fun, you know, to yeah. select the process and and create a nice book. And I would say. I don't know how many such a books you would sell, but um, I mean, why not, right? And this is, uh, and you can even give some books to your clients, you know, as a gift. So this is a great opportunity, I would say. Yeah, I, I, let me think about it. maybe after Prime Blocks. Yeah. So yeah. like you know how to design with Prime Faces because such a book would be also great for you to show how how nice Prime Faces actually is. Yeah. People still have if they hear Prime Faces, they think about GSF, right? Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah. Nice. So now, uh, when I can expect, you know, the first web component, so then we have immediately the next, you know, uh, three years is too long, you know, because then I will create my own prime faces <laughs> with, a little, help, with uh, a little help of your book, you know. So I will read your design book then and try to replicate everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I was checking out Lit HTML, uh, Lit lately. Yeah. 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 I, I really like the TypeScript version, though. It's just like, you know, with annotations, decorations. I can just, you know, convert yeah. uh, something to, maybe we can start with something small. If the community picks it up, uh, we can just push on it as well. Maybe some sort of like 20 components, like accordions, tabs, dialogues. Like what, what I would do is a small router, if you have such a thing, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then calendar component. Ah, sure. C everyone needs calendar. <laughs> so do calendar. Okay. And everything else is less interesting. Because uh, even table, if you have a Redux, you don't need a smart table because the entire state is in Redux. Mm. And if you have a 
table with own model is always trouble to synchronize them with Redux. Yeah, Let's yeah. say, but calendar component, everyone needs one. So I don't know whether it suits your needs, but you know. Okay. Yeah, and it could be. If, <laughs> but you have already calendars, no? Yeah, we even just port it. Yeah, the logic is there already. So. Yeah, and I would offer the first component like white label without CSS. Mm, wow. And then say, if you like, pick the CSS, then looks this. This would be a, like, this is what Lion is doing. And this is like a bank. And this is very successful. Mm. Yeah, hopefully it's in our, after three years, in, in our next conversation, I will have something to share. Yeah. And if not, we can have a different conversation, something different, or startup or whatever. Low code are also interesting because, you know, it goes back and forth with the low code. We already had this phase 2005. Everything was uh, supposed to be generated from something, from, from nice tools. Mm -hmm. And it works to a point. What happens then? The community exaggerates and try to use it for everything, and then it dies. You know, this is, this is, if you do it properly, perfect. But you cannot just do this for everything. And th th that's the problem, what I see uh, with that. Yeah, I totally agree. That's the one. Perfect. Then I would say, in worst possible case, we meet us in three years, yeah. hopefully, early, hopefully earlier. Yeah, hopefully once the pandemic ends, hopefully you will come to Istanbul for 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 the you know, Java days in 2022 or something. And yeah. I'll be there as well. Perfect. Okay. Uh, thanks Thank you for your time. Me. Thanks for having me, and see you soon. Hopefully. Bye. Bye. Thank you.